The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. This is one of my favorite times each week when I get to come and share with you and hopefully be a blessing to you and encouragement for your week. And I hope that you're having a great week and I hope that you had a great Easter. We did. We had a a terrific spring break. And then on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, um, we went to church, come home and had lunch with my family, my sister, my mom, um, my sister's family, my grandmother. My grandmother is 94 years old and she still lives by herself and she's sharp as a tack, I must say. Um, and so we just really had a very nice time, uh, a nice family time. And those times become more and more precious as my boys are venturing out into you know, their own areas. And my middle son, Luke, just recently got his driving permit. And so that was the the biggest news we've had around here in a while. And that is exciting. He was super thrilled. And so, yeah, we're just um, and trying to you know, do the everyday thing and at the same time have those special times too as family. Well, I should say I'm the one trying to put those special times together, you know, because it's always more important to mom, to the mama than it is to anybody else. But that's our job. That's what we're, that's what we're here to do, right? And I just, I wanted to come to you today and just encourage you because there's so many things in this world that try to discourage you. Have you noticed that? You know, there are so many things in this world that try to pull us down. And if we're not careful, we'll let them. And we need encouragement and we need to encourage each other. You know, the Bible tells us that it says, encourage one another, you know, encourage one another in the faith, especially as you see that day drawing near that day of the Lord's return, because, you know, that's, that's the gospel is that he's returning. You know, not only did he live and die and was he raised from the dead? That's the story of Easter, right? But he's coming back. He said the same way. The angels said the same way you saw him leave. He's coming back. And that is our hope. That is, you know, what makes us serving daily, um, worthwhile. 
And so I'm just here today thankful that I am serving my Lord so that when he returns, he will find me about his business, right? He said, when when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? Well, I pray that he would find faith in me and in you. This week I was on a walk and I heard, I was listening to a, another podcast and I heard a statistic that I had to go check it out for myself. I mean, it was so good. It was one of those good statistics. And I thought, is that real? Is that true? And so I had to go look up for myself. There was a study that was done by the Center of Bible Engagement, and they did a scientific study where they polled 40,000 people from the ages of 8 to 80 to see how engaging in Scripture affected their everyday lives. And they found some unexpected discoveries. First, they they polled people on how many times a week they engaged in Scripture. And that could be anything from sitting down with their Bible to listening to a Bible app to just going to church on Sunday and reading along with the message. People who engaged with the Bible at least once a week they really, there was really not a big difference in them and people who did not. There wasn't a big difference at all. It was negligible um, for the people who engaged with the Bible once a week versus those who never engaged with the Bible. For those who engaged with the Bible twice a week, same thing, not a big difference. Those who engaged with the Bible at least three times a week, they saw a slight change in their perception, in their level of happiness. They saw a slight change. But something unexpected happened for people who said they engaged in the Bible at least four times a week. They had, and I'm going to read these so I don't get them wrong, they had a 30% drop in feelings of loneliness, a 32% drop in anger issues. They had a 40% drop in bitterness in their relationships and a 57% drop in alcoholism. Isn't that awesome? Also, they had 60%, they were 60% less likely to feel stagnant in their spiritual growth. And also, they were 200% more likely to share their faith, and they were 230% more likely to disciple other people. And it was it was not what you'd have thought. You know, you'd have thought there'd be a gradual, you know, with one, two, three, and four. One, nothing. Two, nothing. Three, a little. But four, it just automatically shot out the roof. And I thought, that is so encouraging. You know, the Bible is God's word. It is his word. It's not just any book. It's a very special book. And I know I'm preaching to the choir right now because I'm speaking to Christian women. But it says that it is that the Bible is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder through bone and marrow. It gets to the heart of the matter. You know, when we read the Bible, we may think we're reading the Bible, but the Bible is really reading us. 
You know, in God's word, if we come to it with faith and we come to it with an open heart and with ears to hear and eyes to see, God will speak to us in his word and he will reveal himself and he will show us his will and he'll change us from the inside out in his word. You know, his word is powerful. And when we get that word inside of us, it transforms us. You know, the Bible talks about being renewed in our minds and the Bible renews our minds. Scripture is not, it's not just something we read and think about. It gets inside of us if we allow it. And I just want to encourage you allow it, you know, get in the word, engage in the word of God and let God deal in your heart. Let him do powerful things inside of you, in your heart and mind. He transforms us into the image of Christ. Now, God has used his word over the years to completely change me. You know, he, when we get in his word, He changes us. He knows how to talk to us. He knows how to speak to us through his word. And this, this, this study was so encouraging to me because I've seen that in my own life. You know, we are not in ourselves powerful. We cannot do the things we want to do. Paul talks about that in Romans. He says, things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I keep on doing. You know, who can help me? Jesus can help me. When we read his word, it gets inside of us and it grows. It is the seed that Jesus talked about. You know, the word of God is like that, that seed that the sower sees, that the sower sows, you know, and it some produces 30, some 60 and some 100 fold. And that seed is sown in our hearts. And as we sow that seed in our hearts, then we can't help but see a harvest. But sometimes I I do get frustrated when I see people who use the word of God or who present the word of God almost as a magic potion. And I'm sure you've seen this too, where people will say things like, you know, got to do, you got to, you know, quote this and you got to, you know, say this. And if you hold your mouth just right, then this will happen. And I guess one of the reasons that that frustrates me is because I think sometimes, I think sometimes people are well-meaning, but I think sometimes when people who who don't know hear those kind of things and they do those things, believing that, okay, the word is powerful. If I do this just right, then this will happen. Um, Then when that doesn't happen just the way they were taught it would happen, then it's easy to be disappointed in God. You know, it sounds like, looks like, feels like God let me down. But God's word is not a magic potion. It is truth. When we engage in God's word, we engage with God. We are building a relationship with God. And, you know, he didn't give us his word so that we could get everything we want. He gave us his word so we could have a firm foundation, so we could really learn truth. We could learn what is 
the world about? What is, who is God? Why am I here? You know, what are we doing here? What's the point? And in God's word, we find out the answers, the answers to our deepest needs. And yes, it is powerful. And yes, we need to pray scripture. And yes, we need to stand on the word. But it's not our word. It's not, it's not something that we take and use it to get what we want. It is, it's God's words. He spoke that word and we stand on that word and that word develops faith in our hearts. So even when things don't happen the way we thought they should, it's never God or his word that's at fault. Sometimes it's just our understanding of who God is and what his plan is and where we fit in and that plan. You see, he has a master plan. And a lot of times that plan doesn't line up with our plan. So we have to find out, you know, what, what does he want? Well, what's his plan? And we have to get in his plan instead of expecting him to come aboard and do things our way. I heard a quote and I, I, years ago and I thought it was so good. It was you know, Abraham Lincoln back during the Civil War. Someone asked him, do you think God is on our side or on their side? And he said, the most important question is, are we on God's side? And I thought that is so true. You know, we want God to take our side and, you know, we want it, We want God to be on our side. But we need to make sure we're on God's side. And one of the ways we do that is we get into the word and we find out what the truth is. Because there's so much teaching out there. There's so much that you you can get through. You can go into, you can get lost in so many bunny trails. But one of the things reading God's word does is it helps you to recognize truth and recognize falsehood when you hear it. You know, reading God's word gives us an ear to hear the truth, because when we know the truth, it's harder to be deceived. But when we're not sure, when we're not founded on what God really said, then it's easy to be deceived. You know, last week I spoke with you about, you know, writing the narrative, about the narrative, the 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 story that plays in our mind and how we have an enemy who wants to interrupt the truth with his own narrative. And he did that to Eve in the garden. You know, Eve had it made. She was a blessed woman and didn't know it. She had a God who loved her and wanted the best for her. But this enemy came in and said, are you sure? Are you sure you can trust him? Because I think he's trying to keep something from you. And that doubt was enough. It was that seed of doubt was enough to make her disobey God and think, you know, I think I can do better than God. I think he's holding out on me. And guys, he is not holding out on us. He wants good things for us more than we want them for ourselves. So I just want to encourage you this week to get into the word, to really get into the word, to find out for yourself what it says and to make it your own. And I mean, what I mean is, is, you know, find scriptures that speak to your heart when you're going through a a particular situation or particular, a particular 
particular trial, find the scriptures that speak on that and read them and stand on them. You know, when I when I come to the to the word, one thing I try to remember is this is God's word. And even if it doesn't seem to line up with the way things feel right now, I trust God. I trust that this word is true even when it doesn't feel true right now. You know, the the word says wonderful things about us. You know, if we if you suffer in areas of feeling rejected or not feeling loved or not being good enough, the Bible has wonderful things to say about that. It says we are accepted in the beloved. We are accepted and not rejected. Isn't that good? That's in Ephesians. You know, the Bible says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. You know, that, isn't that good? The Bible says things like, you are a, a jewel in his crown. And the Bible, when I found out who I was in the Bible, it just seemed too good to be true. And yet it was, not because I wanted it to be true, but because this is what God says about me. And I needed that truth to combat the lies that I had believed for so long. You know, I remember one of my, recently I read with my son, Caleb, um, we have a, a devotion each morning, each morning as part of his homeschool. And recently we read the story of Gideon. And I like that story, and I think he did too, because he could kind of relate to Gideon. Because when the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Oh, mighty man of valor, Gideon was like, Who, me? Who are you talking to? It's just me. I'm the least in my father's house, and my father's house is the smallest clan and the smallest tribe. You know, me? I think you have the wrong guy. And see, God knows what he put in us even though we doubt it. Sometimes we think, I just kind of want to sneak through the door. You know, I don't even feel worthy to be here, Lord. And then God puts his hand on us and says, oh no, I called you for great things. No, Lord, I'm fine. I just want to sneak through the door and just sit in the back. And sometimes God will say, he, he'll call us to do things and we'll think, me? But he knows what he put in us. And when we get into his word, then our faith grows. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you struggle with faith, if you struggle with believing good things about you, there is no better remedy than to get in God's word and find out what God thinks of you. And when it seems to butt against the things you think about yourself, choose God. Choose to believe God. There's been many times I've found things in the scripture that were just too good to be true. And I've said, Lord, I I don't feel this, but you said it. I don't feel forgiven, but you said I was forgiven by the blood of Jesus. So I choose to believe it and not go by my feelings, but go and but stand on your word. And see, that's what it means to stand on your word, on God's word, even when we don't feel it. It's trust and it's grow, it grows and sprouts from a relationship. 
And that's what we want. See, when we get alone with God and we spend time with him and He, we read his word and his spirit speaks that word to our hearts and it grows inside of us, that is when we become stronger spiritually. That is where faith grows inside of our hearts. And that's what happens when we get along with him. That's what happens when we read his word. So I just want to encourage you this week, get in his word. And there's so many ways to do that. You don't have to do it my way. You, know, you, can, you can find the way that works for you. But there's so many good ways to do that. You can just pick up your Bible and read. There's so many good online Bible studies. You can go to a Bible bookstore and find some really good Bible studies. There may be some Bible studies going on in your church. However you do it, however you get in that word, it may just be a daily devotion. Do it. Make time for it. You know, think of it as this is the time that I need so that I have the strength to do the things God's called me to do so that I can grow spiritually so that I have spiritual food that I can give my children. So, see, sometimes we don't do things for ourselves because they seem selfish. But if you're not strong spiritually, if you're not feeding yourself spiritually, you're not going to have anything to give to those you love. So don't see time with God as an extra or an excess. See it as a necessity. There was a time when my kids were very young that I didn't feel like I had any time to spend with God. I didn't feel like I had any time to read the Word or to study. I felt like I was just running from pillar to post. But the Lord helped me to find some creative ways to get in His Word. You can listen to the whole Bible, the whole Bible on on Audible or on YouTube. So I just, I encourage you this week to find time, if it's just a few minutes, to get in God's Word and say, Lord, reveal this to me. Make this real to me. Let me see who I am through your eyes. God, show me what your plan is. You know, I have to, I, I struggle with watching the news because I want to know what's going on in the world. I don't want to be ignorant at current events. But at the same time, I know that very little of the information I'm getting is the whole truth. And so if I take a steady diet of what's on the news, then it, it, it can shake my faith because it's very rarely is it positive. And I know that God is doing a lot behind the scenes that we don't see and we don't hear about. You know, the things on the news that sell are not the things that... Um, that are of a good report, we could say. Sometimes you got to turn that mess off and you got to get your eyes on the truth because the gospel is good news and we need to read the Bible because in God's word, he shows that yes, there's going to be turbulent times, but there's also a plan and he is orchestrating everything for an end-time harvest. 
for that time when he comes back and he takes his bride. And then that time when he comes back and he rules and reigns here on earth. So I encourage you to get in there and find out about that because that is good news and it brings all of the bad news back into perspective. So I hope this has been an enjoy. I hope this has been an encouragement for you this week. Um, sorry if I got on my soapbox, but I, I just so want to see you grow and, um, and I want you to get in that word. Me too. Me too. This is an encouragement for me also. Lord, I thank you for my friends this week. I thank you that you love us enough to tell us the truth, even when the truth hurts. And Lord, you've given us your word so we can know the truth. And I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that are sensitive to your word, Lord. And God, let us be made more and more into the image of your dear son, Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.